Hello everyone and welcome to Weekends with Jan. My name is Jan Briones, an entrepreneur and agency owner, former call center employee, an art enthusiast, LinkedIn marketing specialist, and an online business consultant. My mission for Weekends with Jan is to help connect global entrepreneurs with high-performer Filipino freelancers to get them unstuck through quality and ethical outsourcing. My goal is to share with you stories from the most inspiring Filipino talents, hear their definition of success, and introduce you to high-performer freelancers to help move your business with the right support, allowing you to live the life you want, focusing on what you do best, and make you stop doing everything on your own. This show is designed for Filipino freelancers, business owners, and global entrepreneurs who are looking to connect and work with like-minded and high-performer Filipino talents. Please don't forget to leave us a review over on iTunes and follow us on socials to be notified of each episode when it comes out. Let's get started! In this two-part episode of Weekends with Jen, listen in and join me as I interview five of the Philippines' top coaches and experts in their respective fields and niches. In this first part of the interview, join me as they share their thoughts about momentum and see what goes behind the scenes as they handle failures, mistakes, and insecurities. On the second part, Listen in as they answer questions from the live audience and find out what mindset it takes to keep going, no matter what obstacles you face. Enjoy the episode! Thank you so much for being here. Today is the third episode of Weekends with Jan. Thank you so much again because I know today is a very special day. It's Father's Day. So happy, happy Father's Day to all dads, papa, tatay, daddy, dad, everywhere. Happy, happy Father's Day. And... The reason why I actually put this live today, not just because of the occasion, but because um, this is a very, very timely topic, especially for freelancers like me. And this is my very first time to have five of the best freelancers um, in the Philippines in one screen. So this is my first time and I'm really, really honored to, to have them um, as guests today and for them to you know spend time this Sunday with me. I'm really, really excited to have them on board. And yeah, so without further ado, this is Weekends with Jan, episode three. We will be talking about momentum, like how they keep their momentum going, and if they lose it, how they get it back. I know most of us who are tuned in right now already knows these men, these handsome guys who have who I have right now here. But um, for the sake of those on my LinkedIn um, account, I would like to just give a brief introduction in each of them and put them on the screen, all right? We will start with John, the legend of the freelance movement. Hi, Chief. Hello. Hi. How are you? Okay. Thank you so much for being here, Coach um, Chief Palasori. Next we have in line is the founder of Digital Solopreneur and Inbox Society, Mr. Alan Ngo. Hey there. Hello. Hello. Hey, bro. I know it's Sunday. Happy Father's Day, man. Happy Father's Day, yeah. Happy Father's Day to the both of you. Thank you so much. We have next Nick Diego of Social Media Academy. <laughs> Come on up. 
Hi. Oh. Hello, guys. What's up? Hi. Hello. Thank you so much for being here. Next, we have Errol. Conversion. Hello. What do you call it? Conversion something Philippines. Can you? Can you? Yeah, conversion Philippines. Wait, Hello, happy birthday. Yeah. And Sorry. other. Hi, thank you so much, Errol. So we're just waiting for Sergio Benoya. He's here. I can't see him. Where are you? There you are. Hi. How are you? Hi. Hi, guys. So uh, good and good. Happy Father's Day, kay John, kay Alan, and soon kay Nick. Hi, guys. Thank you so much. So first of all, I, I really appreciate your time um, being here. I know it's Sunday, Father's Day. You may have celebrations at home. But again, you made an exception for me. Thank you. Thank you so much. So just for the sake of, um, of everybody, I know uh, most of you are already mentors, my mentors, other people here have already been looking up to you for um, you know, what you're doing in freelancing. Um, just a brief background, like, because the topic right now is about momentum, right? And before we jump into your stories, I want to hear first, how's your day before you jumped in here? What happened to you before you jumped on this call today? Who wants to start? I'll go ahead and start. I guess the, the highlight of my day before we started was um, when we were having lunch for Father's Day, my wife was telling me, um, so so she, she along with my daughter, drew a card right, for Father's Day for me and my, my dad. Mm -hmm. Then she was telling me when she, they were taking a bath last night, my kid, I was surprised, asked my wife, uh, Mom, because last, last month was Mother's Day, this month was June, was Father's Day. And she was asking if there's a kids' day. They go, oh, nice. <laughs> so just asking, and she was asking if who's gonna give her a card next time when there's a kids' day. So that <laughs> that was mind blowing for me. So that's the highlight of my day before we got on the call. Super sweet. Thank you so much for sharing that, Coach Allen. Uh, Chief John, what happened to you before you hopped in? Any other? Um, the moment I wake up, sexy time, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, actually, it was I think yesterday. But they they bought me from these chocolates, and then um, army navy stuff. And then gave me woke up, uh, did that, uh, watched you know watch Netflix uninterrupted. <laughs> um, and then, um, what do you call this? Uh, give me cake. Uh, the cake with, with the rum in it. Wow. And then um, got to play with my toys. And I like, like literally toys. Um, <laughs> got my picture taken naked. So a lot, a lot has happened. Naked? Seriously? But yeah, that's what happened. It's Father's Day. Dude. Yeah, yeah, here. it's today. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Cheers, cheers, cheers. Thank you so much, Chief. We have next, next. What happened to you before you hop in? Um, actually, so I I I woke up very late. So um, I woke up at like eleven thirty or something like that. And then when I checked my phone, um, I guess the highlight would be because uh, we did, actually you were there, we did a 
seven-hour workshop yesterday where you were teaching people how to build websites with no code, right? And we had like 40 plus people there. So maybe the highlight would be one student actually uh, sent a message. Like when I woke up, the first thing I saw was he was able to close a deal already in less than 24 hours since, since what we did, right? So maybe that. And... Um, well, that I was able to wake up just in time for this <laughs> because, <laughs> because I was I was afraid because I was super tired yesterday. And yeah, I, I did a service, um, church service uh, online. And then, yeah, and now we're here. Thank you again for having me. Thank you so much, Nick, for sharing. All right, next, Errol, what happened? Um, For me, uh, first, uh, I guess the highlight was I was busy uh, monitoring the blood pressure of my mom. Because we celebrated uh, Father's Day last night, um, and then the next highlight is that a lot of a lot of the members um, on my group greeted me Happy Father's Day, and they were thinking <laughs> that I was a father already. <laughs> and I told them I'm not a father yet. That's father sweet. figure, father figure, father figure. Yeah, that's so awesome. And how's your mom? Is she okay? Doing okay? Yeah, she's uh, she. Uh, the blood pressure is uh, is already stable. So, yeah. Awesome, awesome. Thank you yeah. so much. All right, Sergio. Uh, ako naman, ang highlight ng day ko is my neighbor knocked on my door while I was uh -huh. doing exercise. And then uh, I was blown away because they gave me barbecue, palabok, pansit, nice. and uh, people. And it should be me giving to those people because <laughs> it's Father's Day, right? And I'm, I'm living alone, so I don't have my, my father, my family in the province. So yeah, that was a highlight of my day, my day because I didn't expect it. And uh, I, don't, I didn't have to cook lunch. <laughs> yes, you have free food. So yeah, yeah. After, after <laughs> exercise, after shower, I just have to eat, right? I don't have to cook my own food. I don't have to buy nice. outside. So yeah, and it was really good. The food was really good. Nice, congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I had neighbors like that. Thank you so much, guys, for sharing. So, yeah, do you want to start already? Like, you want to share? Um, because the topic again right now is about momentum. For those who just tuned in, momentum. How did they? How do they get it? And if they lose it, how do they get it back? So, these um, freelancers, top freelancers we have right now um, on live are actually top performers. But they did not just, you know, lived every day um, to be to be so successful. For sure, they have their own moments where they're down and stuff like that. So how do they get that momentum back? So let's start listening to their stories. Who wants to go first? <laughs> well, for me, when I'm down, what I usually do is tune in to my favorite audiobook. Mm -hmm. And it's called The Hard Time Creates Strong Men. It talks about like hard times create strong men and we're currently in uh, at a time a period of our history where we, we are suffering there's a lot of injustice there's a lot of you know and hearing those words um, make me you know want to do work even if i don't like the work mm -hmm. does that make sense yes because we we have to like we're on a survival there's a lot of people suffering uh, high wages i mean <laughs> High, high, uh, high price and up commodities, and there's not a lot of work, and uh, and especially right now that we're in the middle of a pandemic, so we're very blessed that we freelancers have, you know, work and others do don't have. So yeah, when I'm down, I always I always think about how we are so blessed, and uh, we have to use this 
time to really give back to the community. And then whenever I feel like lethargic or I feel like demotivated, there's this thing called dopamine detox. Do you guys, have you guys heard about dopamine detox? No, what yeah. is it? Share, share. Are you familiar with it? No, no, man. But go ahead. So yeah, one. dopamine detox is basically you depriving yourself of dopamine. <laughs> it's very, it's very, it's very, you know, I'm, I'm going to go scientific over here. So what is dopamine in the first place? So dopamine is like the, um, the feel good chemical in your brain, right? Mm -hmm. It's the kind of chemical that uh, gets triggered when you play games, when you have fun, or when you eat good food. So if you feel demotivated to work on your projects, on your tasks, on your to-do lists, examine yourself where you are getting your dopamine, where you are getting your hit of dopamine, okay? So when I feel demotivated, I examine myself, okay, where am I getting my dopamine? Usually I find myself getting my dopamine from YouTube, from Netflix, from, yeah, from fmovies.com. <laughs> That's like a site where you can watch free movies. The reason why we feel demotivated to do the work because we feel good when we watch those movies. And it's kind of like you do stuff that makes you feel good. So if you have a, a fork in the road and then it gives you a, an, an option, do you want to watch Netflix or do you want to do work? And human beings tend to choose uh, the least resistant path to give you the most dopamine, right? Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Am, am, I, am I making sense? Yes, yes. So most of the time, if you like demotivated, you don't want to do the work, just cut off the road where you're feeding yourself dopamine that doesn't give you productivity, like watching YouTube videos, watching vlogs, watching Netflix. If you deprive yourself of those uh, dopamine um, triggering activities, and then when you start doing the work, right, that's, you know, when you get some kind of achievement doing the work, that's when you feel good about doing the work. Does that make sense? Agreed. And agree. then it snowballs. So, so every time you, you, you get uh, an achievement or a completion task on your work, then your brain it gets rewired and then tells you, okay, do this, do this, do this, do this. So basically, if you feel like demotivated, just deprive yourself of dopamine. It's like if you're very hungry and then you see a vegetable, even though it doesn't taste good, but you're very hungry, and then you eat it, it tastes good because you're very hungry, right? Yep. It's, it's the same logic when you, when, do, when you do freelance work or when you do your job. Just find the things that makes you feel good and you deprive the things that gives you dopamine that doesn't give you activity or economy at all. So yeah, that's what I do. <laughs> Thank you so much. I hope much. that makes sense. I hope that makes yes, sense. It's kind of difficult to scientific um, explain it to you because I'm not very scientific. So yeah, I hope that makes sense, you guys. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I'm not very good at explaining things. It, it's okay. it, does, it does make sense, man. In fact, it was so good. It's over. The show is over. We <laughs> just solved it. Hi, everyone's gonna do it. Uh, oh, but I agree though. Uh, I actually I, I actually do that as well, bro. Um just to share because I, I learned that from one of the YouTubers slash marketers I follow, uh, Alex Becker. So that's where I first learned that. And yeah, yeah, it does oh, wonder. Yeah, you could Alex do it. Becker. 
right? If it, you can do it, it's the best. When, when, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much for we sharing. We follow the same influencers, bro. Nice, nice, nice. Thanks. You want to go next? You want to go share your momentum story next? All right. Okay. I got nominated. So actually, um, back in 2016, um, I think I, I could just tell a true, uh, an actual story so, so it, you know, it helps uh, add more context. So in 2016, specifically February of 2016, mm-hmm. that marked my... 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. Sorry, that marked my sixth or seventh year of actually uh, doing some freelance work. So, uh, because I started at a very young age writing articles, cetera, et cetera. So, 2016, that was like, you know, year six slash seven. I, I don't really know uh, how to add the math. And, and it was, go- everything was going good, but I also had a very kind of trash mindset mm-hmm. when I was younger. Like, I didn't want to share anything to anyone because I felt like if I shared, you know what I knew like people would like I would there would be a lot of competitors like just some stupid crap like I thought I could serve the world like I'm just one person I, I feel like I need everything and anyway I was I was a pretty trash you know uh, person like in, in terms of, of that back then so in 2016 I was sort of humbled I don't know whoever you believe but I believe in God so I believe he he was the one who made that happen and I just like lost everything almost everything it was just so super weird, like no clients, every like rejections left and right. And I think at that point, so this was early 2016, February 2016 to be exact. I kind of lost almost everything, I would say. Like 90 per 80%, 85% of income, right? And not just the money, it's just like even the opportunities seem like they were evading, like no, parang it's like I had what's the what's buluto in English? Chicken pop. Yeah, it's like I was walking with chicken fox and no one wanted to make <laughs> business or any part of me, right? And what changed then was this mindset shift where, you know, I, I was crying and I was just felt like I lost everything. And, you know, I had that moment where I was like, you know what? I lost everything anyway. I don't care anymore. I'm just going to, yeah, um, you know what? I've been selfish. I'm just going to do the exact opposite of everything that I was doing before. And I just started sharing openly all my process, all the strategies I know, like to everyone started with Facebook. And then it just, it just went from there. And that was when actually I first had an actual, you know, real momentum that I felt because even though I was doing some freelance work, some marketing work early mm-hmm. on, it was, it felt like I felt kind of dead inside because it was just me, you know, making money and nothing else. Right. Yeah. But then when I was at my lowest point and I just started sharing, opportunities came and you know more and more people came more clients uh and and more friends and things just got better for me and it all boils down to just making that decision where i was just you know what i feel like because of what that because of you know what happened i can kind of confidently say right now that the secret maybe well again it's just my opinion the secret to gaining momentum and sustaining momentum is to just keep giving value to people, whatever you are, whatever you do, as long as you are doing that and thinking about others before yourself, it's impossible to lose momentum. And let me, again, like, I don't want to take up so much time, but there's a follow-up story there. And, and I hope like people who are listening are kind of getting this because this is an actual story of me and 
a lot of people I know ask this question because there was uh, December, uh, December 2019, I think, until February of 2020 or March 2020, no one could get a hold of me. Uh, John's laughing. Like, you know, um, like, even John said, like, <laughs> you, you messaged me right? and you said, like, people are looking for you. They're asking me where, about where, where you're at, where you are. Yeah. And, like, I had, like, I kind of disappeared for a while, and that was because of of uh, personal family, you know, personal reasons. So that was like a good five or six months that I was nowhere to be found. And normally, people would think, you know, you you're gone that long, you would lose, you you should lose momentum, right? And that was mm-hmm. my fear as well. Actually, I didn't want to come back anymore. I think if I came back, well, there there would be nothing. Like I would come back to nothing, right? But that wasn't the case, actually. So I came back. It was still there, but the secret again was because of the sustained value that you create for others for such a long period of time where I feel like it it was like I deposited to the bank every single day for three years, which afforded me that four to five months of disappearance that, you know, that I didn't really want to do, but it happened. So I still had the money in the bank. So when I came back, you know, you know, I still had the momentum. So that's how I see it. To sum that all up, and I'm sorry, like I, ha- I had to share from 2016 no, to 2020. Okay. But mm-hmm. to sum that all up, it, the momentum, gain it, sustain it, just give value to others, put others' interests and everything else before yourself. And then the momentum will just be thrown at you. And it's just going to be a wave that, you know, you can't avoid. It's just going to go stronger and stronger as you go. All right. So thank, thank you. you so much. 100%. <laughs> Agree. Thank you, Nix. Any comments, guys? Or you want to add something up? Uh, guys, for, for those who are listening in, I'm not sure if you guys getting the, the gravity of what exactly what we're talking about. So just in case you haven't yet, English, haven't yet gotten the, <laughs> <laughs> like the, the importance of this, how important momentum is when it comes to business. It's it's really how do I say this? Sometimes it's it, it makes or breaks a business. That's how important momentum is. So if you're here, please do share this wherever you are in your timeline. Like right now, please share this because you 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 won't be able to see folks like Sergio. Errol, Nixon, and Alan share the, how they break momentum, how they crack the code of momentum. It's it's rare. It's rarely talked about, but in, in, in my opinion, it's probably the most powerful force in business. Yes. So please share this because it's not every time that you get, you know, insights from people who actually, who can hack momentum. So please do share this, right? So that that's it. I'm not going to talk for, for a while. Uh, no, no, no. Actually, actually, Chief, actually, Chief, this topic was because of you. So you shared this topic. Oh yeah, you shared this topic on my page, and I and I and I said to myself, why not have Chief, you know, discuss or share also his part of the story? Because I I want to have the viewers realize that despite of all the successes you have right now, you still have this moment of loss, right? In in, in between, so. You're right, the story is really a big deal for everyone watching. So since the topic was from you, thank you so much for sharing that. And now it's your turn to answer <laughs> the momentum. <laughs> can, can, I, can, I, can I pass it on to, to Errol first? 
uh, yeah, okay, yeah, sure. Not, not because I can't answer it, but I, I really want to hear Eros answer. Sure. Like, okay. Um. So so for me, um, it all started actually way back 2014 when my uh, when my dad died. So, major major sad sad story, but yeah. Anyways, so we lost a lot of money for the hospitalization, mm-hmm. and and after that one, um, I realized how how money is important because because that time we we were we're not really well off but we were living uh comfortably uh because of my dad so that's the that's the start of why i became motivated to you know to start a business because um he was a business person so um i think i'm gonna cry anyways (laughs) but um the lessons that i've learned really is despite of having difficulty you still have to to find some things that would motivate you may it be like may it be in anything or or i don't know so right now what i am doing are just three things one is i always talk with my fiance so we always have this game wherein we watch k dramas that's the second one so we watch <laughs> yeah yeah, we watch K-dramas or Korean dramas. And then after the K-drama ends, we would have like a, a challenge asking, hey, what have you learned from the K-drama that we can apply to our business? We don't watch Filipino dramas because they are cliche already as compared to Korean dramas. Because we are believers that in business, in order to keep momentum, because sometimes we lose track because it's boring since you are doing the same thing over and over again. So for us to keep on moving, we want to try to innovate and then be creative again. And the third thing is because sometimes I would, you know, I would lose hope. I would search for um, images of street children because it's just for me to remind myself how it's hard for them to do a lot of things, especially that they don't have any resources as compared to me. So it's just a reminder for me that I'm lucky enough to be able to help others. So that's my one way to keep my momentum and that's also one thing that i love about the tribe because we, the culture there is all about helping others instead of you know instead of comp- competing and stuff like that so yeah thank you so much errol and for being so transparent you know that story is not easy to tell yeah. for, for everybody thank you so much for being open in that anyone who wants to add on that or ask errol about it I do want to add something. Uh, sorry, it's it's actually the first time I'm hearing that, and I don't think I've spoken to Errol a lot, you know, over the years. So nice, kind of meeting you here. So I just want to chime in on and what he said about Korean dramas. So and I've been seeing it in the comments. So I'm I'm gonna kind of help you, Jan, to kind of put this Thank together. So so we have the we have the people uh, people's voice. So they were talking about Itaewon class. Okay, yes. so this is a Korean drama series, and the thing is, I actually don't like watching K dramas. So I'm like, sorry, bro, like I just don't. However, <laughs> however, this show has been recommended to me by almost every single person, student, and even business. Like, you know, I I know, and I just couldn't dodge it. So I watched it last weekend, and I finished it in like Saturdays. I just finished it in one like one run and i would say it, it is a really really great it, it fits basically your topic today because it's about you know it's it, it has a lot to do with momentum so yeah if you guys don't you know 
I'm, uh, I don't watch Korean dramas, but I'm, now here I am plugging one. Uh, <laughs> it's a really good show. And you it should actually, start now. Yeah. I, after this, watch it with your father, watch it with your family, right? No, be, and the reason why I wanted to chime in was because it actually helped me as well. So I watched that, and you know what? Like, it gave the main character there just, like, I, it was just so easy to project, you know, to him. And, like, and I felt, I don't want to I don't wanna give the show too much credit, but I because of the show, well, a little bit, because of what, what, what I've seen, I have something now going on in, in my business that I think, you know, I have a clear vision and I just have just so much more hunger because mm-hmm. I saw what this fictional character could do with his, with a seven year, 10 year, 15 year plan. And I kind of now I'm putting that as well in place. So um, I'm excited because like, it's weird to find that kind of value mm-hmm. from a K drama, no, no less, but it is, it does help. It did help me. And so for anyone who hasn't watched it, do watch it. It's a really great show. I put that on my list. <laughs> thank you so much for sharing this. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much. Speaking of K drama, we have a resident K pop Alan. Um, <laughs> I was about to say, uh, I experienced that firsthand, the uh, shooting. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I, I just want to say that uh, I think Alan and I talked about this at length in, in one of our uh, in, in one of our one-on-one calls yeah I, I, we, we usually have that one do you remember bro what we talked about um not having that like how come that when when us when when you know next next you sergio Errol, like when we encounter something that's that's hard or it's insurmountable or or whatever or challenging we don't just stop in in our tracks mm. and, and cry and go home mm-hmm. it's more like when you encounter challenges we we figure out what's wrong and mm-hmm. then and then do it but that's the question exactly like what makes you guys you and what makes the other you know other guys them like what's the difference when if we can do that, why can't they? And if they do that, why don't we? That's actually the, the what we were talking about last night. Yeah. I think like when we were talking about that, I think one of the things that we talked about was when it happens, like the thought of even quitting didn't really come to mind. Exactly. Uh, yeah. right? it, it wasn't even an option. It really made me think as well, like, oh, why is that? But like for me, Siguro, when the reason i started out like with online it's not not really that i know my north star it's because i was really lost so i started off with like being frustrated with corporate failing in a franchise business it's more of a fear of like not being enough or i got to find something right i'm i'm educated i have a good job but i'm not happy i'm not there must be something else so i think it's more of like it was really not really, I'm not saying that I'm a visionary, that I know my path. It's really the opposite. It was a bit based from fear. And like, I quit, I failed here, I failed here. I, I can't fail this, <laughs> like this online thing. I can't fail this. So I guess like whenever something happens, I kind of have burned the path, like it's a corporate and traditional business. And that whenever something hard happens, there's a, there's a way because 
one of my inspiration was see John Morrow. I'm not sure if you're familiar with him. He has this site called Smart Blogger, and his life is tied to a wheelchair. So he's one of the top bloggers, but he can't write, he can't type, so he just uses audio. If a guy wow. like that, like can can earn six figures, can funny story, like he went to Mexico because he can't afford healthcare in the U.S. He grew his business. He moved back to the U.S. and even like bought a house or a car for his dad. Wow. So I mean, if, if if a guy like that can do it, like I guess I learned of him early on. And that's why if ever I feel down or about or f- have a failure, I think this guy can do it. <laughs> like, what are they? Mm-hmm. What any? What kind of excuse unless I'm dead <laughs> that I can give in oh. order not to succeed? Yeah. So I guess that's. That's one of my paths on how on getting that kind of mentality. <laughs> Thank you so much, Coach. Was there a time that you know you really lost a momentum, and then yeah. is it exactly is that exactly what you did? You just looked for for or you looked up to him and stuff like that, or did you do something else when that down moment? Interesting. Came? I would actually say that I would lose momentum, like seasonal. <laughs> like there are times mm-hmm. that I I need to step back. And I guess rather than look for a solution, like instead of thinking of what should I do next or what's what is the solution for me to get back, what I noticed to be effective for me instead of asking what is asking who, who can help me. It doesn't have to be direct help. Like for now, like my sister, she came from a corporate background and I started off online business as a side hustle. So I kind of carried that mentality na side hustle, like, I'm not really a long-term thinker when I was doing side mm-hmm. hustle and she's on the corporate side and she was telling telling me like, this is how we do it in corporate. And I'm trying to, she's helping me out with planning stuff and making sure I, I'm on path. So mm-hmm. sometimes it's really asking people for help, being vulnerable in that sense. And like when I'm working with John in our program, I saw behind the scenes as well how he works. Mm-hmm. And even if it's not a direct mentorship, like I still learn from other people's mentality, hearing of, of an Errol's story, Nick's story, Serge's story. I, I'm taking notes here, right? Because like like what happened with Errol, knock on wood, that's one of my biggest fear. And I really admire how you how you dealt dealt with it and now that you're your success. Because that's for me, that's that, that that's a fear, of course, this eventuality, but that's something I'm not yet prepared for. So mm-hmm. seeing how you came out on top of that, right? I know it wasn't easy, but yeah, it's yeah. it's learning from you guys. That's why I'm excited to come here as well because more than what I'm gonna share, I'm really excited to s- listen to what you have, mm-hmm. uh, your stories, because it's, John is, is right when he said that we don't often hear about the vulnerabilities of people. And that's really what I admire most because like when you see these people post on social media, you can see the wins, their celebration. Yes. But, what, but what really gets my respect is knowing where they came from because yeah. that really shows the metal because it's normal for humans but when you see successes to be happy for them but at the same time feel that it's a knot on you that i i want to have that as well but if you understand where they came from you understand the price they paid to achieve that yeah. you will understand that okay i haven't paid that price like or i i, I need to put put the work in and yeah. I, I think one of the things as well that helped me on, on top of asking who is I'm treating myself like a Broadway play. So what I mean by that is like the, the play Wicked, uh, it earned over a billion dollars worldwide. Mm-hmm. 
And if you think about it, what is it? It's the same play over and over, showed to different audiences. Okay. And I think as 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 freelancers, creatives, we tend to want to do everything. <laughs> like yeah. when we have one success and we try to experiment okay. with a new thing, then that's when momentum ends, right? Well, that's yeah. what I would share with my students as well. Bro, he would tell me he had six-figure launch. Then he's thinking the next step would be to experiment with a new offer. And I was telling him, just do the same offer again <laughs> because that's yeah. how you build momentum, right? Make your life easier. I think sometimes busyness and creating new offers comes not just from excitement, but from insecurity as well, that mm -hmm. we might not be enough if we yeah. just do one thing, right? That we might wow. not be enough. And I would even tell that to myself, this is damaging admission, that sometimes I use busyness as a way to hide my insecurity, right? I need to work in order to, <laughs> to earn the right to have Netflix, to have sexy time, right, John? And, <laughs> and so, so it, it's kind of me hiding my insecurity because I, I forgot when I realized this, but taking time off is actually a sign of bravery because you're confident enough with what you've done that it you know that you deserve some time off, that you know that your body of work will stand up on its own. So that's why I'm thinking I'm diving, doubling, tripling down and doing the same thing actually for the rest of the year. So my sister and I planned my calendar until November. And we're basically repeating repeating the same thing. <laughs> and it helps me clarify things. It makes allows me to say no to other stuff that are good. Because sometimes the things that are holding us back aren't the bad things, but are the good things. Right? Yeah. For example, in terms of the job, if I didn't experience failure, I would have continued with it, but maybe I'm not happy with it, right? Because it's good, right? It, it doesn't get me out of my comfort zone. That's actually the opponent of be of greatness, right? Because you have so much to lose that my failure actually made it easy for me to transition. So yeah, I think that's for me what helped me with momentum, like uh, taking time, step away, stepping away, asking who can I seek help from, and focusing on just one thing. And if that works, like if if what I plan for the rest of the year works, I could do that the rest of my life without expanding mm -hmm. my business, right? So I think yeah. that's something that's lost with all the noise online. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I hope that made sense. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I resonate with uh, with Coach Alan as well about doing just one thing. Because when I joined the tribe way back 2018, I was forced to sell our other agency because it's tiring for me as well. And I always have this panic attacks. When I have those episodes, I could not work for like two months straight. So whoa, it's gonna whoa, whoa. be wait, wow. yeah. Panic attacks? Like, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Panic. Yeah, yeah. Like like I feel like I would have like anxiety. Heart anxiety attacks. Yeah. Like a heart wow. attack. So so I would not be able to do it. Like I would not be able to uh, to work uh, straight uh, for like two months. So I had to find other offers that I could create systems. So that so that I could I could easily um, outsource it to a lot of people or to other other freelancers and then uh, because we were selling graphic designs like apparel designs for for e-commerce mm -hmm. um, after that I sold the agency and then I created a new brand which is my my own name and then I offered logos when I was offering logos it was still hard for me to create systems. Since it's visual, it's very, very hard to quantify. 
which then led me to offer web design. But then website design again was hard to create systems because there are like a lot of pages to do. So what I did is I switched last November last year to focusing just on landing page, just just freaking landing page. And then I told myself, I also told my team that we will no longer offer graphic design. We will no longer offer logos. We will no longer offer website design. We will no longer offer code, like any short term code. We will just focus on building landing page. And they were scared. They were they were scared that I might file bankruptcy. So I told them, no, we can we can sustain this. I'm sure we can. We just have to do this for one year straight. I told them we just need to focus for one year, and then let's see. If if nothing happens, I would help you to get clients directly. I would refer you to my friends and stuff like that. But but for now, just for this year, I just want to ask you if you could help me create the systems. And like after three months of doing just one, we're able to scale immediately. The reason wow. is yeah because. When you do just one offer, since you've already built one and you you've already created a template for that one, it's gonna be easier to replicate. It's just like copy and pasting, copy and pasting, and then it's very easy for me to to outsource it to anyone since I already have the framework. I already know what what the questions the clients would ask. So I also ask my team to close the clients in behalf of me because I want to watch the dramas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank Our discussion so- about doing one thing is uh, made me made me remember a quote from bruce lee uh, he says um do not fear a man who practice 10,000 kicks but rather fear a man who practiced one kick 10,000 times can you imagine that and it's very relatable to us freelancers who are in the tribe because it's very easy to scale something that you know the ins and outs Right, mm-hmm. just like what Coach Allen said and uh, uh, Errol said that if if you really focus on just one thing, you can just replicate it, do it again, and then find more clients who who has the money, and then you turn the table instead of you looking for work, you're the go-to person when it comes to that specific skill or specific niche. Right, that's why that's also why uh, specialists like surgeons, um, neuro. Uh, what do, what do call the doctors who specialize in brain? Uh, neurosurgeons, yeah. orthodontics, yeah, neurologists, orthodontics. That's why they get paid higher compared to um, general doctors because they have really specific skill sets because they they know the ins and outs of the brains, the teeth, the the um, the skeletal system, or the you know anything. It's it's also kind of like a, a law of supply and demand. If mm-hmm. there's only a few people who supplies that kind of specific skill set, mm-hmm. loss of supply demand, you get paid more because there's a lot more people looking for um, that kind of service, but only a few people are offering it. So they can they can choose uh, the highest bidder, something like that. So yeah, it was really it's re- it, it really um, it makes my brain you know work around the clock if you can call it that. When, you, when we talk about doing one thing and one thing only, because it, it has also happened to me when I focus on one thing. And uh, it really, it number one, it, it developed, it, it helped me develop my skill even further. And it also helped me, you know, provide more value to those people who need my service. Because every time, every day, I keep learning new things. 
about the market or about the skill. And it, it kind of give me like an unlimited supply of content, unlimited supply of service that I can give, like unlimited supply of tweaks and optimizations when it comes to providing a service to a specific niche. It's really one of the things, like what Eros said, uh, one of the things that people you know, tend to frown upon or makes them afraid of just focusing on one skill is because they kind of like don't have the correct mindset, if you can call it that, that people need specialization, specialists. Yes. Because you can't please everybody. If you serve everyone, you were serving to no one. Does that make sense? Yeah. 100%. Thank you. We have a question here from Mark Allen. Chief, you want to answer this? Plus, share your story this time. Uh, what's the tribe? It, it's, a, it's a group you should never want to go into. Um, <laughs> I heard so many nasty things about it. So, no. <laughs> never. Never go in there. I'm warning you. Never. Don't. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, 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 to, be, to be honest, uh, I, I, I really wanted to get into this call. Not, not. Uh, sorry, I'm really selfish. Not really to share what I, what I, what I know, but I that I, I really love to get because we, I mean, Alan and I got to in, into a call just to really, uh, crack the code on this one mm-hmm. because it's really we know it's really important. We know our students would benefit from it, but for some freaking reason, we just can't. You know, we just can't pinpoint where exactly do we push the button and then people would magically or automatically have the momentum, right? Because that's what we all want. That's what we all want. That's what I want for for, 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 for everyone that I meet. Like, if, if I can just give them, like, you have your momentum back, that's it. I mean, that would be awesome, right? Um, but, yeah, uh, I, I'd like to, um, like what Sergio mentioned earlier, I'd like to go back to that. Um, he, he mentioned something about um, the the dopamine thing um, because there's the your your thoughts about your thoughts become your 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 actions and if you and, and I do believe that it works okay I do believe that 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 I know that that technique by Sergio works now the problem with 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 that is Sergio is Sergio he already knows that when he does something, it's gonna work. Cool. But what if for someone right. like, like you know, someone like, I don't know, Mang um, Elena Scarinderia, I have no idea, like whoever's outside. <laughs> what if I'm just starting out, I have no, you know, I have no skills whatsoever. I, I don't know if what I'm gonna do is gonna work. Like taking action, but like we already know that it's your thoughts that feeds into your actions. If I know that what I'm gonna do next is never gonna work, I'm never gonna do it. Yeah. Right. So that's where that works. That that the place it works for people like like us. We kind of already know how to hack, like mm-hmm. how how we want to do things because we know that if we do things, regardless of the outcome, it's gonna work. Okay, some sometime it's gonna work, but um, that's where kind of my dilemma is. Like when when people doesn't don't have yet that kind of mindset like Errol has, like Errol like for Errol all he has to do is like one two three, bam he's he's back on track. 
because he knows he can get back. But if I'm just starting out and I'm like, whoa, overwhelmed here, overwhelmed there, where do I, where do I get back? Like, where, what's, what's, you know, I'm, I'm not even sure where, where's the track that I'm, that I'm, that I'm going back to, if, if you know what I mean. Do you say, can I can I ask like I know you're you're ask I I I fully feel what you're trying to say and, and I I'm kind of feeling the same thing so I kind of want to ask something to you and like to everyone because because this this is something that you know one person can't figure out for sure right but, but one thing bro that I I noticed you know you as you were as you were talking I was just like yeah it all makes sense is that is it because now again like is it maybe because <laughs> are you people, gonna be the- are you gonna play the devil's advocate, man? No. <laughs> Maybe I, I don't know. Like I'm also like you. Like I have just just have the question as well, right? So, is it maybe because because you you said like Sergio, uh, Sergio, uh, Errol Allen, like all all the guys, all the people that we know as well. Like there there's a certain like common thread. If you right. would agree, someone went through something, right? Some yeah. and that something they they wrap that into a as ugly as a gift box as possible, but they wrapped it up and run away with it, right? I mean, in, in Fury, the common thread is something happened to someone, right? It's, it's something that's hard, like something that, that is a challenge, a roadblock, and then they move, they moved on. Now the question is, is it like maybe all everyone has went goes through challenges, correct? Like almost yeah. every person for sure. Is it yeah. just is it now when that certain person something happens to him? Maybe there's that X factor or there maybe there was the right support system. Maybe there was the thing that maybe maybe it was just even a Netflix show that got him inspired. Like maybe there was always a catalyst. Maybe the formula. Okay, here it is. Maybe the formula is something happens to you, right? And then there needs to be a catalyst that follows right after to get you to that momentum shift. And maybe not everyone is fortunate to have that. Maybe they go through the challenge, but the catalyst isn't there. That's the question, if because I'm I'm thinking of this in a in a in an educator's point of view, like right. how can I, as an educator, replicate that catalyst or that insight or that aha moon or that boom? I'm gonna do this. I'm now Sergio. Right. Mm-hmm. How, how can we? Ah, I can't. But it's hard, because you just said that every person is different. So like yeah, I think yeah. even if we find out the perfect catalyst, the person needs to react to that catalyst, like Sergio. Yeah, and sorry, we've been, we've been just using your name. Like, <laughs> <laughs> everyone gets it, right? Like yeah. it's like he's the perfect example. But but right, like it's 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 one of those it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. But, but yeah. But if we if we can if we, it really blows my mind why we have no solution to this. Mm-hmm. But if, but if we really can hack this, because um, the way I do things, it's it's different. It's different in a way that, um, it's different in a way that yes, I do believe that it's taking action. That's always what I talk about about taking action. But then again, it's your thoughts that makes you take action. So mm-hmm. if you think that you're never gonna, if you do something, it's never gonna work. Then you're never gonna do it. So. Yeah. My my, you know what I, I what I'm thinking about is I did something like this on on the limiting beliefs part. We have this. Some someone talked about this, and I really love it. We have this energy. It's the uh, it's the 
the the clean and the dirty energy. Okay, so when we're starting out, we're using dirty energy. Like when Alan said, I no longer want to go back to being broke. I no longer want to go back to failing like time and time and time again. That's dirty energy. You're trying to prove, you know, I'm going to do this. I'm going to be successful. I'm going to be do all that. That's dirty energy that's fueling you. And it can take you here. It can take you somewhere in your, in your, um, in your career. Like it can take you there. But someone told me this, that if I keep using that, that if I keep using that as fuel, I can be successful, but it's not never going to take me anywhere. It's going to take me there, but not to where I want, want to be. So mm-hmm. I really want to go into like like the stratosphere of, of, of success. I, I have to use clean energy. It's it's. I'm not saying it's bad to use dirty energy. You have to use both. But if you really want to use clean energy, which means energy that doesn't make you tired, that doesn't want to, you know, burn you out, that doesn't um, make you question exactly what you're doing. If you want that kind of energy, um, the 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 goal is not really to think about yourself, which kind of next hinted on earlier, but rather to think about somebody else. Think about the people that you serve, people about the clients, your customers. And it might sound woo-woo for some people who have yet to like really experience it. But this is already proven. There was a study done before where there were two batches of lifeguards. Okay, two batches of lifeguards. They were given like a 30-minute thing. Okay, this 30-minute thing about um, like an introduction, right? So, for example, this first batch, batch A, okay, so lifeguard, they they are volu- these, these are volunteer lifeguards. So volunteer lifeguards, 30 minutes, they showed them like all the benefits that a lifeguard would get. Like there's recognition, there's the extra pay, there's the the you know the women in the beach, there's the all the hunk guys in in, in, in the <laughs> in the office and, and like every every benefit out there. That's 30 minutes. They just watch an audio fish while 30 minutes talking about what they're gonna get. The the batch B. The other volunteers, they didn't, they didn't, they didn't get that. Mm-hmm. All they got was videos of people thanking them for being saved. Mm-hmm. Like what happened after they were saved. Mm-hmm. Nothing about them. Totally all about others. So when when results were tracked, like who volunteered the most hours and who did the most work, it's the it's it's group B. Yeah. Which is weird because that nothing was ever told about na you're gonna be this, you're gonna be that, nothing. Mm-hmm. So that's clean energy right there. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. So whenever I'm I'm whenever I feel I'm gonna slump, I'm gonna I'm looking at the computer screen and I have nothing to, <laughs> to say or nothing to do. Like I, I all all I think about is all I ask myself is really is how can I help my market better? Mm-hmm. And sort of, I don't know, and I, I can't really say it's magical, but there's some sort of like a switch that yeah. happened for me, at least for me. That's why I'm asking if we have like other ways to solve this. But sort of like what happens for me is that when I ask that question, it removes all the uncertainty. It removes shame or, or being ridiculed, you know, that, that you're being ridiculed. Because why would I be afraid of being ridiculed when I'm, all I'm thinking about is helping? 
right? Mm. It, it removes the it removes fear. Why would I be afraid of helping? Like it, like for me when I ask that question, now I can think about okay. So if I do this, this even if I just help one guy, like mm-hmm. this would happen. And for me, it it breaks me out of my stump. So that's why people when people say like, don't you have any downtime? Don't you have any, like you know, like when you lay off on like I do I do take time off, but whenever I want to like get 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 the momentum, like mm-hmm. in a snap I could put myself in there. But not everyone is as you know as lucky as us where we have like specific things we do and then boom back to momentum. Right. Totally agree. Um, one thing I would like to to add on that, Chief, is Alan mentioned it earlier about having a community. Maybe for some people who were not who are not yet as lucky as what we have been doing right now, or who doesn't have what we have right now, is that having that backup people or someone who could just they could just talk to and brain dump with. That is something that would be precious for them para when they feel down and they lose the momentum. If they could just speak with that person or with that group, they could gain back that, you know, the, that that yeah. moment where they feel that, okay, they, they have my back, I can do this. Because not everyone can, you know, have that back up, right? So I think right. it all boils down into like finding that particular person or group or anyone in your family that you can just bent out that's basically what i do when i'm down so just to mm-hmm. just to share my piece of pie is whenever i'm lost i whenever i'm losing that momentum i find particular people who i, who I can just say damn i'm just i don't know what to do I, I i don't know what to do so i just talk to them and then share what i have in mind they they're just quiet they just let me vent out and then from there i'm just going you know I, i'm just doing again exactly what i'm doing so Finding that support system, I guess, would really yeah. help a lot of people. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And, and even 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 you you mentioned groups like communities, um, yes. but as like I think you know, knowing you guys, right? Uh, no, knowing all, all all of you here uh, in, in this call, uh, it's having even the person like how do I say this? Because some some people are not fortunate enough. Like, and this is a r- sad real talk, right? And I hope that's okay. Like some people don't have supportive partners, supportive <laughs> wives, husbands, girlfriends, supportive parents, and you know friends. And I think that's that plays a lot. You, you know, you, you, I forgot who said this, and and this is co- is a quote that's been said over and over again, right? Like, you are the five people you hang out the most with, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not even just the hangout and that you get the attributes. I think, yeah, yeah, maybe he was the original, right? But it's not even that, right? It's not even just just because, oh yeah, now because if I hang out with the, all, if all five of us hang out, we get each other's attributes. It's not just that. I think one of the kind of slept on factors is that just having really your loved ones, right? The, the people who you've known for so long, because we can always find friends, we can always find communities, right? Like we always like this can always happen, but. If you have a supportive partner or parents or like real people you're tight with, that often is enough to you know just catapult into the momentum, like to go back in your favor. Because because I remember when I was in 
oh shucks, this might be the first time I'm saying this in in public. Because I remember <laughs> when I was in in school, I'm just not gonna say which period. Like I did have like someone, but I didn't really feel the support, right? It wasn't until like uh, I met like my now fiance that I feel like you know I'm just more unstoppable because I have a person who actually supports everything that that I do, and I think I think I don't think it's being it's being talked about a lot because we always like we we talk about mindset, the strategies, and all that, but like having just that person or someone yeah. like in your family, even right, yeah. I think it makes a world of difference. They mm. push us, you know, they they push you up there, even but, if. But what if I'm sorry? Go ahead. I mean, I just want to ask. But but what if, bro? What if I don't have that? As in nothing. You're like a solo person. Yeah. Um, let's say let's say I'm a hermit. I live in a cave. I right. Like how 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 do you? What would you suggest, man? Oh, this is, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not putting you on a spot, man. I guess no, I no, really, it's okay. Like, really want to know. Yeah, yeah. I remember, like, even in even when we had uh, the interview a lot two weeks ago, these things, right? Like these questions that just don't have see have answers. Well, I think you know if you don't really have that kind of family, that's when um, you know meeting the meeting friends or meeting other people who are on already on a path that you want to take or or are going through the path that you want to take i think that's your best choice because mm-hmm. as corny as it may sound like one of the first you know quotes that we've been taught when we were young is no man is an island like yeah, I mean, yeah. everybody knows that but it's funny now but i but i think it's true like i think it's difficult for one man to just have that willpower right like i'm gonna beat all the odds i'm gonna i think maybe yes but it's not going to be sustainable like at some point you're going to hit a wall if you don't have anyone really so if the hermit guy will go down the mountain and find your crew find your tribe right look for other people if, if you don't have a family find a second family maybe you know it's going to take time but just the willpower alone will, won't get mm-hmm. you far I, I should start you know get 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 paid by netflix or if they won't class about this because i'm going to do another plug <laughs> It was the same thing because this guy, I'm not going to say spoilers, it was this guy. He was so driven, but like it wasn't until he got his crew, his team, that they were really able to take the next level. So I think that's going to be my advice for Mr. Hermit. What I call that is just getting yourself out there. If you're this someone who's yeah. just, you're just alone, do something to get yourself out there. You know, promote yourself, find, you know, mm. just put up your brand or whatever. Yeah, and then they yeah, let them find you, you know, because sometimes mm-hmm. sometimes it's not because you have a community or a group behind you. Sometimes it's just you way. Eh? Sometimes you just have to do something for yourself for once right. and just let yourself out there. So right. I, some I've people had, are scared, right? Some yes. people are scared. Like her the hermit guy, right? Sorry, whoever you are. <laughs> if you ever yeah. watch this video, right here, right here behind me, man. It's right. That's okay. Right. <laughs> But, but sometimes, you know, the hermit, right? Like, he would be shy. Or, like, you know, if he goes down the mountain, it's like, it's going to be hard to find someone, right? So, yeah, I mean, that would be the challenge. But, again, just like what you just said, Jen, right? Like, put yourself out there. Maybe you don't even have to find people. Maybe they find you, right? And then yeah. it makes it so much easier for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think I think it's different dynamic than, like, what, for example, Sergio and all, they're, they're mainly doing service, right? But I think 
Alan, Alan, maybe Alan, you can talk to this. Like, since you do both, like what, what, what type of pressure? What's the difference between the pressure of showing up as a course creator and difference of showing pressure of showing up as a service provider? Is there any any difference, man? That's interesting. Um, it, it's different in a way that, of course, with client, it's a bit more personal. So you kind of have uh, the focus is more on you, right? And compared to a course creator where the attention is kind of dispersed, like they're not going to talk to you one-on-one every time. Mm-hmm. So, but again, there is that mentality of just service in general. So um, I wouldn't say that there is there's a big difference, but at the same time, of course, there's that... There's that, I guess, a bit more shame factor when you're working with a client directly because mm-hmm. it's a bit more personal. Like you, you feel more vulnerable when you're speaking direct to a person, and you can get fired from it. Unlike mm-hmm. with a course, like when you're delivering a course, it technically don't get fired from it. But if you don't convert, that's kind of the subtle way of saying you're fired. But okay. so there's a dif- different, different level, a different level in that. Um, so I would say in terms of the pain point, um, that's where I draw the line. And Sigur, I, I would just like to add on earlier because we, we noti- I noticed that earlier we 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 use the word lucky a lot. Um, I think that's more because we are we're because of we we are very grateful for what we have where we are now, especially with the pandemic. But at the same time, I just don't want to like for the people watching have the wrong idea that we got here because of luck. I mean, of course, there are a lot of yeah. things that we don't control. Definitely, there's a lot of things we don't control. I remember a friend of mine, um, she greeted me on my birthday. I called her. She used to be my office mate. And mm-hmm. she was telling me, um, um, you're lucky that, of course, with all the pandemic happening. Uh, she actually told me that I, I'm, I'm good, that good thing that I was doing this because of the pandemic. Then I was just teasing her. Yeah, yeah, I know that the pandemic was happening in 2020. That's why I did this five years ago. <laughs> um, it was really, it was really <laughs> I was kidding her because I, I, it was just I was just looking at the like you don't know the entire staircase like you, you just know the first couple of steps um yes there's a lot of what we're doing is we're we're lucky in a way that we have supportive spouses girlfriends um friends mm-hmm. but at the same time if you take away if we all start from scratch right if, for example if uh if Henry C, the, the C family, or whoever rich people out there start from scratch compared to somebody who doesn't know anything in business, they will, in some ways, luck will work for them because of their work ethic or what they believe in, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. So I guess the, the point I'm trying to make is that we're more in control of our fate than we give credit yeah. for, yeah. right? So, so yeah, yeah if, if you're down in the dumps, right? there's no one really is gonna help you uh, until you you move right and people tend to want to help people who who they see that are making an effort right even in donations like if if you see people exhausted everything they sold everything they can they mm-hmm. borrowed i mean they they did everything but they they still fall short you we would want to help somebody like that more than just a, a freeloader who's just lazy to to yeah. fundraise just asking for for handouts and they they create their own luck, right? And like, there's a couple of times in my own community where um, there were two times, like one this one just last this month, the one a couple of years back, 
were they were just sharing in my group um like hospital issues like personal issues and i because they they didn't ask me for help they i can see that they're making an effort then i i created my own offer like if you donate certain amount i'm going to give you some freebie and they didn't ask me to do that but i wanted to help them out um uh, on their part it's it's luck for them right but because it's they didn't have any say in that i just did it on my own but at the same time it was because of their action because of their intention and their um hustle i guess that sure. that really wanted me to help them so i think whoever you are but by what you project out there you will magnetize right or you attract the oh, right people to help yeah. you out yes. so it it might not be present right now but through your actions you know you will magnet just like list building mm -hmm. with emails right you don't attract who you want but you really attract who you are so mm -hmm. you kind of attract more of the same people so if you, you have that intent of helping out you kind of get people people well, freeloaders will still sign up but they will you know you can they will be filtered out later on and what you will be left with are people who share your belief your your mission and yeah that's when relationships can can blossom 100 mm. <laughs> percent hashtag blessed <laughs> You become what you think. Uh, you become what you think about. That's true. Wow. Who, who said that? Yeah. Who said that? It's from Earl Nightingale, by the way. Earl Nightingale. There you have it. Wow, that was a very powerful message. Thank you so much for spending an hour of your Sunday with me, and I hope you guys enjoyed this as much as I did. Now, please head over to our socials at Weekends with Jan. And please leave us a review for this podcast over in iTunes. Enjoy the rest of your Sunday night with family and friends. And I'll see you next week on another episode of Weekends with Jan.